Today is Thursday. It's the 9th of February, 2017. Today's Dhamma talk will be about the benefits of metta and this talk is given to the meditators who have come here to practice meditation. At the beginning of one's metta meditation practice or at the outset of one's practice of metta meditation, it is good to reflect on the benefits that can come from the practice of metta meditation. Or else, it is also good to reflect on the benefits of the metta meditation practice at times when one's metta meditation is not going well, meaning for people who have already practiced metta for some time. So at times when the mind is overcome with worries or many thoughts, then it is also good and helpful to reflect on the benefits of metta. Because it is only when we know about the benefits of metta that at times when the mind is clouded, so that the mind uh, can become clear again. If we do not know the benefits of metta, then it can be that we are bored by this practice or we can even get frightened through this practice. Um, when people or living beings engage in any kind of work, if they do not know the benefits that will result from this work, then they are not very enthusiastic to engage in this work or they feel bored during this kind of work. Mm-hmm. 
for example, a worker uh, looking for uh, some work, he will uh, inquire about how much he will earn a month. So he first wants to know the salary he gets every month. If he then hears that he will get 1,000 or 10,000 or even 1 lakh, then knowing how much he will earn, then he will uh, diligently engage in that work. So knowing how, knowing his monthly salary uh, makes him eager to do the work. And likewise, it's in other kind of matters when we know the benefits of the thing we engaging, when we know what the beneficial results will be, that makes us uh, eager to, to do this work, to engage in this work. And likewise, it is when we engage in the practice of vipassana meditation or engage in the practice of metta meditation or when we engage in doing meritorious deeds. So we should know the benefits resulting from these practices. So we should know the benefits of practicing vipassana meditation or we should know the benefits of practicing metta meditation, or we should know the benefits from engaging in wholesome activities. And especially now, um, as we practice metta meditation, it is good and helpful to know the benefits that can result from the practice of metta meditation. If there were no benefits, if there were nothing beneficial resulting from this practice, then one would not want to engage in this practice. So 
So for metta meditation, so for meditators who engage in the practice of metta meditation, it is good to know the benefits from metta, and it's good to know that there are many benefits resulting from this practice. So, how many benefits can one get from this practice of metta? Well, there are uncountable benefits. Uh, it's not possible to, to talk about all of them. Now, Sayadaw will talk about these benefits of metta meditation, um, list those he knows, and also considering the time. So when talking about the benefits of metta, it's also necessary to know the, Ill, the, the faults or the ill benefits of dosa. Dosa meaning all forms of aversion, anger, hatred. Those people who engage in the practice of metta meditation, people living with metta, they will fall asleep happily. And those people who live with dosa, those people who have a lot of dosa, they will not sleep well, they will be overcome with worries and uh, dosa. People who practice a lot of metta, people living with metta, they have good dreams. When they dream at night, it is nice and good dreams that they have. So, for example, they have dreams of eating plenty and good food, or they dream about being together with uh, beloved people, with their friends, or they dream about um, uh, being rich or wealthy, having 
lots of material possessions. Or, they, or in their dreams, they receive a lot of money, or they receive many material things. So they have uh, good dreams. People who have a lot of dosa, they have bad dreams. They have um, frightening dreams. So, uh, for example, they dream that they are chased by a dog or even bitten by a dog or they dream of um, being attacked by a, sna a snake. Uh, in this way, uh, they have frightening dreams. People who live with metta, in the morning they wake up happily, they wake up serene and refreshed and well rested. People with a lot of dosa, when they wake up in the morning, um, their mind is not clear, not serene, and they, are, they do not feel refreshed and rested. People who live with metta, they are loved uh, by every being who meets them, or they are loved by people, uh, beings who hear their voice. People with lots of metta, they um, have many people who like them. They have many friends. And people who have a lot of dosa, uh, when people see or hear such a person, then they dislike that person or they hate that person. And people who live with dosa, <laughs> <clears throat> people who live with Dosa, they have a lot of enemies, 
and they have only few friends. People who live with Metta, they are also loved by the Devas and the Brahmas. And Devas will protect people who live with Metta. And people who live with Dosa, they are not loved by the Devas and Brahmas. Devas and Brahmas dislike them, they hate them, and the Devas will not protect such a person. A person who lives with metta will be free from dangers. And persons uh, who live with dosa, they have many enemies, they encounter many dangers. People who live with metta, um, they are able to quickly develop concentration. And people who live with dosa, for them it takes a long time to develop concentration or they might even not be able to develop concentration. People who live with metta, they have a clear and serene facial expression and their bodies are mm, soft and look attractive. And people who have um, practiced metta for many existences, they, uh, they are beautiful or they have a beautiful body. And people who live with dosa, their facial expression is not clear, not serene. They have an ugly facial expression. And also in the existences to come, they will have an ugly body. People who live with metta, they have a long life and their health is good. And people who live with dosa, they will have a short life, 
they may die at an early age. And their health will not be good. Like nowadays, there are many people who suffer from uh, various heart diseases. And people who live with metta, they will be able to die with a peaceful mind. And people who live with dosa at the time of death, their mind will be agitated, they will be afraid, they may even scream. And people uh, with metta after death, they will reappear in the deva realm. And metta people who um, are absorbed in a metta jhana at the time of death, they will be reborn in the Brahma realm. And if one or if one's vipassana meditation practice is based on metta meditation, then one will be able to quickly attain maka and pala, path and fruition knowledge. People with dosa, after death, they will be reborn in the lower realms, in hell. So in this way, these are uh, some of the benefits of the practice of metta. Now Sayadaw will recount uh, a story. So it's a story about three grandfathers. One of them is called Bo Dana. And one of them is called Bo Meta. And the third one is called Bo Aunain. Can you remember? Saito will repeat. One is called Bo Dana. The second grandfather is called 
four our nine. And the third one is called Bo Meta. So one day they went on a journey. And after some time they got tired, so they went into a park to get um, to have some rest. Well, a park, it was that the garden of a house. And when they were there in that garden, the woman living in that house came out into the garden. And so she, she saw these three elderly men. So she realized that these three men were quite old and um, she saw that they were tired. So she saw that that they were handsome and seeing them she said, "Uh, oh, welcome, please come inside the house uh, to have something to drink. I will give you something to eat. And to this, the three men, or one of them said, hmm, um, your husband, is he also here in the house? And the woman said, my, my husband has left the house. He is not here. And so they said, well, if your husband is not at home, not in the house, then it's not possible for us to come inside the house. So we will stay stay out here in the garden and rest in the shade of a tree. But then after a little while, the husband uh, came back home. And uh, when he returned home, the woman explained her husband what she had, what had happened. And the husband then said, well, yes, these three men, they are quite old, so let's call them inside the house and let's give them some tea. So then the woman went outside into the garden and 
uh, told the three men to come inside the house. But then the three uh, men said, well, it's not possible for all of us to enter the house at the same time. You know, only one of us can come inside. And they said, because only one of us can come inside, so you must choose which one of us you want to invite inside. Do you want to choose Bo uh, Dana? Do you want to choose Bo Aunain? Or do you want to choose Bo Meta to come inside the house? And so the woman went inside the house and told her husband what the man had said. And so then the husband asked his wife, which of the three men uh, will you choose? And she said, oh well, let's invite Bo Dana, because then um, we will be endowed with many material possessions. We will become wealthy. And then to this the husband said, well, no, let's invite Bo Aunain, because this means to be successful. And so we will not only be rich and have many material possessions, which is the meaning of the first name, but when we will, we will be successful in everything we do. We will get rich, have many material possessions, and in everything else, we will be successful. So when we invite Bo Aunain, like when we uh, invite Mr. Successful, so then we will be successful in whatever we do, in our work with material wealth, everything um, will be, we will be successful. <coughs> and 
as the couple was talking and discussing in this way, then the daughter-in-law who was uh, cooking uh, rice, uh, she also gave her opinion. She said, my dear uh, parents, parents-in-law, so we should actually invite Bo Meta. Because in, if we invite Bo Meta inside the house, this will be very auspicious. This will be very beneficial and good. She said, because when, or with Meta, um, then everything will be all right. Uh, the work will be all right, uh, the relationship in the family, with friends, in the village, in the country. So with Metta, everything will fall in place. If with Bo Metta, if we invite him, so then this will also ensure that we will have material possessions. And uh, when we talk based on metta, then uh, whatever work we, are, we engage in, this will uh, be successful. And in whatever actions, physical actions, we engage when they are based on metta, then everything will be all right. Everything um, will be successful. So with metta, we will experience... um, we will feel well um, in body, we will feel well and peaceful in mind, and we will also be endowed with material possessions. So she's concluded and said, you know, um, with metta, everything will be all right, my dear. Uh, father and mother. So the couple, the father, the husband and the wife, they liked what she had said and they agreed. And so the woman went outside to invite Bo Meta to come inside the house. Uh, 
So then, out in the garden, she said, uh, Please, Bometa, please come into the house. Please follow me. And as soon as Bometa uh, stood up and started to walk towards the house, also the other two old men, Bo Dana and Bo Aunain, stood up and uh, walked behind Bo Meta towards the house. And so the woman said, um, before you told me that only one of you can come inside the house, um, and so we invited Bo Meta, but now also the other two men, Bo Dana and Bo Aunain, um, are coming into the house. How is that possible? And they said, you know, if you had invited Bodana, then only Bodana would have been able to come inside the house. And Boaunain and Boneta uh, would have stayed outside in the garden. Or else, if you had invited then only Bo Aunain would have been able to come inside the house. And the other two, Bo Dana and Bo Meta, um, would have needed to wait outside in the garden. But um, they said, now that you have invited Bo Meta, this also means that the other two men, Bo Dana and Bo Aunain, can follow. Because with Meta, um, the other two are also included. And then uh, they they gave a talk to the to the family, saying, "You know, it's very important to have meta in the house." So if there is metta, if everybody in the family in the house lives with metta, then the family can live peacefully and harmoniously together. So then uh, they, uh, 
uh, the, the speech is also um, or they can easily communicate with each other and it will be harmonious. <laughs> And if everything is done based on metta, all the different kinds of activities, then uh, one will be successful and one will not lack material wealth. So when you can live with metta, then you will be loved by other people, you will also be loved by the devas. with metta, so the devas will uh, love you and they also will take care of you, they will protect you, they will protect you from dangers and so being taken care of by the devas, being protected by the devas, uh, you will be uh, successful in whatever you undertake. And so in this way, um, everything, everything will be all right, everything, or you can live happily and peacefully. And this man then said, said um, you know, Metta, this quality of metta, is very important, so please live with metta. So that's why Sayado has called uh, this story Bo Metta. And um, there is actually also a person uh, who is Bo Metta in this center. And because there is a Bo Metta here, um, one does not need to worry about food. And because there is a Bo Metta here, uh, there are plenty of buildings. And having a Bo Metta in the center, in the monastery, um, means always to have plenty of requisites. Yeah. 
Um, so who is this Bu Metta? It's all the meditators here. So this quality of Metta, loving kindness, is very important. So, since Sayadaw started to seriously engage in the practice of metta, um, everything in his life uh, is going well. So, therefore, also you, uh, meditators, uh, always engage in the practice of metta meditation. If you live with metta, then you will experience happiness and peace in both body and mind. And everything will be all right in your life. And you will be able to reap all the benefits of metta that Sayadaw has talked about. And if one, uh, or if one's vipassana meditation practice is based on the jhanas uh, attained through the practice of metta, then one will be able to quickly uh, attain maga, pala, nibbana, path, and fruition knowledge, and experience the happiness and peace of Nibbana. So, um, reflecting on the benefits of metta, then engage in the practice of metta meditation and practice diligently. When we practice metta meditation, we should do it so that this quality of metta is continuously present in our heart and mind, so that each moment is a, met, is a moment of metta, so that it is a continuous stream of metta moments. So when Sayadaw says that this quality of metta should be present in one's heart and mind continuously, all the time, without a gap, then um, he takes the example of the pointers of a watch or clock. So Sayadaw likes this analogy very much. 
Sayadaw has such a clock in his bedroom. And this clock is going, running 24 hours a day, all the time. Uh, it doesn't take rest, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop, it doesn't um, stop working. And to the clicking sound of the clock, then uh, he radiates metta. May all beings be well, happy, and peaceful. May all beings be well, happy, and peaceful. Or in the morning, when he wakes up, and hearing the sound of the clock, then uh, he immediately starts to cultivate metta. And it's very, uh, very good to practice. And so, starting to practice in this way, but then after some time, he doesn't hear the sound of the clock anymore. Because he doesn't hear the sound anymore because he has fallen asleep. So, Although the sound of the clock continues, but Sayadaw has fallen asleep. Um, so it's um, very nice to practice in this way. And he says, the next time he wakes up uh, at night, he hears the sound of the clock. Again, he engages in radiating metta, but then after some time, uh, he falls asleep again. And likewise, you, you meditators, try to cultivate metta in a way that it becomes continuous, without any gaps, as continuous as the pointers of a clock are, which are moving all the time, which are going all the time, 24 hours a day. So, like this, try to always engage in the practice of metta continuously 
without any gaps. Yesterday, last night, Sayadaw gave the instructions on how to practice metta, meditation. And he gave the instructions to cultivate metta for two kinds of persons, for yourself and for a respected person. And so take some time to reflect for which of these two persons you can better cultivate loving kindness. And if there is one person for whom the practice is going better, for whom it is easier to cultivate, cultivate metta, then you can spend more time with this person. So if it is yourself for whom it is better and easier to cultivate loving kindness, then spend more time to practice metta for yourself. Or else, if it is better and easier to cultivate metta for the benefactor or the person you respect, then spend more time to cultivate metta for the benefactor. (coughs) And so, when you cultivate metta, for the person, then make sure that you really wish this person to be healthy, happy, and well. Make sure that this wish comes from your heart. A metta meditator is not Uh, like a vipassana meditator. A vipassana meditator is mindful of all the different phenomena that appear in body and mind. So a vipassana meditator is mindful of all these bodily and mental processes. As metta meditators, however, you need not pay any attention to these processes appearing in body and mind. All you need to do is to cultivate metta for the person who choose you choose as the object for your metta meditation. So whatever 
pleasant or unpleasant sensations or experiences arise in the body. Um, you do not need to be mindful of them, but you simply should continue to cultivate metta. And also, you do not need to pay attention or to be mindful of any um, experiences that arise in the mind, whether pleasant or unpleasant, but you should simply continue to cultivate metta for the person who is the object of your metta meditation. And also, you do not need to pay attention to anything you see or to anything you hear, but you simply continue to cultivate metta for the person. So, there should be nothing that interrupts your metta meditation practice. So please try to um, continuously uh, cultivate uh, loving-kindness. Try not to have any gaps in the cultivation of metta. However, at the beginning of the practice and also when the concentration based on the metta practice is not yet strong, there will be gaps. There, um, you will not be able to continuously engage in cultivating metta. That's natural. But later on, when your concentration has become better, then um, you will be able to continuously cultivate metta without having any gaps. And um, when you continue with your practice, then later on you will uh, later on the mind will become very happy and uh, rapture may arise, the mind will become calm. At such a time, when the metta practice uh, has become uh, very deep and it is going very well. So then a meditator, um, when, when it is time for breakfast or when it is time for lunch, meditator may not feel like uh, eating and there is only this wish to continue with the metta practice. Mm -hmm. 
So, um, with your practice, you you will be able to also reach that stage, and it may not take long. When we practice metta meditation, it's not about, or the main point is not that we do it so that we uh, feel at ease or feel happy or feel peaceful. Um, it's not to, or we do not, it's not about our suffering or our happiness, but the main point of this practice is to have this deep wish for the happiness and welfare of the other person, the person who is the object of our metta meditation. So, may you all be able to understand what Sayadaw has explained, and may you all be able, through uh, the practice of metta meditation, to experience all the uncountable benefits that result from this metta meditation practice, and may you all become virtuous people. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu.